Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot going on, but yet not very much going on as far as the news cycle. The uh, censorship hearings in Congress are are interesting and very telling. We're going to cover that a little bit. Joe Biden is out and about um, telling lies like he always does and um, bumbling over himself and trying to find his way off stage. Fortunately, he did not fall down today uh, that I know of yet, and he has not fallen up any stairs, although he takes the short stairs now. He doesn't take the long stairs onto Air Force One. He takes the lower-level short stairs and and then um, takes the elevator up because, you know, well, he's old. And he can't walk, and he falls down a lot, and he can't remember shit because his brain is Swiss cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Democrats are cannibals, and I've been saying this for years and years, and I've said it on this show many times, that in the end, Democrats will eat themselves. They will self-destruct and destroy themselves from within. They are so evil. They are so destructive, so spiteful, and so intolerant that they will eat their own, including their voters eventually. You watch. They, if they ever get their socialist utopia set up and, and their dictatorship that they want, so they're true totalitarians, you watch, people. You want it now. You, you, you think the socialism sounds good now. You think that all the freebies sound good now. You just wait and see until you're somebody's meal because they will throw you under the bus and they will eat you. And that's kind of going to be the theme of today's show. First, I want to jump on Public Square went went public. How about that? That is where you can find uh, other conservative businesses and places to give your money to for services or products. So if you have a conservative business or if you want to do business with like-minded people and support other patriots, then you can go to this app. Public Square has been around for a while. Don Trump Jr. is, is part one of the big investors in it. Anyway, I went public today, and this was the opening bell on Wall Street. Check it out. It's glorious. These guys are trying to give a financial report and they can't even hear themselves. He's covering his ears. What was the big deal? Well, Public Square had their IPO today and and they rang in the bell. Um, Don Jr. was there. And how about that? They, uh, USA being chanted on the stock market floor of the United States. You see, those are patriots. Those are capitalists primarily that are there. They're not a bunch of, uh, you know, squishy, squashy beta boys and girls out there, you know, in the cutthroat world of finance. No, no, no. No, these are true thoroughbred capitalists to a large extent. And uh, as such, most of them are conservative. There's a certain Democrat that has been making a lot of news lately. A lot of you've probably heard of him. You've probably heard him speak. If you can get past his voice, he has a, uh, there's a rare condition that he has that has caused his voice to be like that. I can't, I don't know the name of it off top of my head. But um, if you can get past the voice, because he's kind of, you know, got that voice, then he's got a lot of good things to say. Now, I'm not a fan of RFK Jr. 
as a whole, okay? He's still a leftist socialist. He's going to have radical climate policies, just like AOC. In fact, maybe even more so. He is a pro-choice. He does not like the Second Amendment. He's all for gun control. He would get rid of the, the amendment if he could. So there's a lot not to like and a lot of, you know, I would never vote for him simply based on any one of those three things, regardless of what the rest of his platform was. But he has shaken up the Democrat Party and they loathe him. They cannot stand him. They do not because he doesn't, he doesn't get in lockstep with them. And one thing the Democrat Party demands is that everybody get in lockstep, period. And if you don't, they will punish you. And that's what they've been trying to do to, to uh, RFK Jr. Now, this is one of the reasons they don't like him, because he says things like this, and they don't want to debate him. They don't want to give him time. We've now committed $113 billion to the Ukraine. For, for reference, the entire budget of EPA is $12 billion. The budget of CDC is $11 billion. We have 57% of Americans. We have a crisis here. We have a war on the poor. 57% of Americans cannot put their hand on $1,000 if they have an emergency. One quarter of Americans go to bed hungry. Yeah. And what are the Democrats doing? What are they doing? They're giving hundreds of billions of dollars to fight a proxy war in Ukraine so they can continue making a lot of money through the military industrial complex by paying off their friends who will in turn, you know, give big money to their PAC funds and all that. And, you know, who knows what these people are invested in? They, they all get rich in Congress. I mean, that's all, that's what it's about. You go to Congress and you get rich. You got all the insider trading information, but they don't like RFK one little bit. And the hearings have been going on, the censorship hearings. And what is, <laughs> this is what I mean by Democrats are cannibals is RFK Jr. goes up there. He's given time. Jim Jordan invited him to speak before the committee, and he talked about equity, and he talked about you know a lot of things he does, and he covered some of his COVID whatnot and, and the, the censorship that went on there because he did not believe in any of that. He was anti-vax. He was anti-mask. He was anti-lockdown. He was shunned by his party. He was shunned by his family for those beliefs, but I'll give the man credit. He stuck to him. And he held his ground. And as it turns out, history has shown that he was correct on all of those counts, that they, the lockdowns, the vaccines, the masks, huge failure, epic failure, the worst thing that we have done, self-inflicted harm that we've done to this country, probably in its history. And the Democrats still lauded. There's still, they're still some of them wearing masks there on the floor. Anyway, here's where they eat their own, and that is, they didn't like what he was saying. And so they wanted to censor him. Keep in mind, this is a hearing on censorship of the, of the Biden laptop, of a lot of the COVID information, and how our Department of Justice and FBI were colluding with social media, Twitter, and Facebook, and still are. Facebook for sure. I'm not sure about Twitter. Musk has been kind of quiet on that topic lately. But it's a, it's a hearing on censorship and they're censoring one of their own members of their own party because they don't like what he's saying. Think of that. And this is what he had to say about it. 
I was, I was censored not just by the Democratic administration. I was censored by the Trump administration. I was the first person censored by, the, as the chairman pointed out, by the Biden administration two days after it came into office. It ordered a truthful, and by the way, they had to invent a new word called malinformation. Malinformation. To, to censor people like me. There was no misinformation on my Instagram account. Everything I put on that account was cited and sourced to peer-reviewed publications or government databases. Nobody has ever pointed to a single piece of misinformation that I publish. I was removed for something they called malinformation. Malinformation is information that is true, but is inconvenient to the government that they don't want people to hear. And, it, and that's antithetical to the values of our country. After I announced my presidency, it became more difficult for people to censor me outright. So and yet they still are, because he's now they consider him an opponent. He is the enemy. He's running in the primary against Biden. They won't give him any airtime. They won't give him any money because the, they're, they're going to be behind Biden until they're not. That remains yet to be seen whether he will actually be president or not. But what's interesting about this is they went after their own guy and they really did just just gang up on him. And, and Massey points it out good here um, as well because uh, it's just to watch them do this, it's, it's glorious actually. To watch them eat their own on live television for everybody to see. And these hearings have become something of a, uh, of a, of a talisman, I believe, for the Democrat party in that they've become so big and the witnesses are so good. These IRS whistleblowers are pros. Okay. And that even the mainstream media can't ignore it. You're starting to see clips and coverage, even on some of the, even on the CNNs and the MSNBCs, some more on Fox, of course, but check this out. This is what Massey had said about it. They are at the same time denying that censorship is occurring but suggesting that there's more material that needs to be censored. This is a hearing on censorship that began with an effort, with a formal motion from the other side of the aisle to censor Mr. Kennedy. They do not want him to speak, yet that is the topic of this hearing. They have yeah, so they squash their own. They try to stop one of their own members of their caucus from speaking. And, uh, and even after he was allowed to speak, when he tried to address certain things that were said that were incorrect, that are wrong, which usually witnesses before Congress are allowed to do, if if you know a, a, if someone is questioning them, and rather than questioning, they're just sitting there browbeating them and maligning them and uh, saying things that are untrue about them, the witness typically gets a final opportunity to say, "Well, actually, you're wrong about that, and this is why." And this is how much. They don't even want him to be able to defend himself as Jim Jordan tries to give RFK Jr. a chance to address something that was said about him that was false regarding his PACs and, and where his money comes from. And the ranking Democrat on the committee didn't want to have any of that. This is how it went. How important this is for the country. I mean, if we don't have a First Amendment, it's just... I'm frightened by where we go. May, may I, Mr. Chair? You may not. You may not. I just Mr. want Chair, to respond. Mr. Think, Mr. Chair, I don't time think, is out. We're done. I don't. I haven't adjourned the hearing, and I don't think you're the chair. I want to, Mr. Mr. Chair. Mr. Chair, I this. 
chairman's discretion. I know it's your Kennedy, discretion. We're going to let Mr. Kennedy. He Mr. has had so much additional time. Well, I think everyone's had why? additional time. Then why? Get, why are you doing that what a specifically whiner. for him? Because, because we don't want to other people. I'm sure that with super PAC, I'm sure the Democrat witness places. will be as short as he possibly can. No, no, no. I, I, are you going to allow our witness to just give another piece? No, of let him address the defamatory comment that was made about him. That's untrue. There is, to, that was not defamatory. That is a legal definition that was not met. I want to acknowledge information about the super PAC that you mentioned. Go ahead. I've just been told that that super PAC is connected to somebody that we have a connection to. It's not a super PAC that I've endorsed, and it's not one, as I said, that I've ever heard of. Thank the gentleman uh, for uh, that statement, and I thank you for your testimony. The That's all he wanted to say. He just They incorrectly said that he received money from someplace that he never did. Uh, Jim Jordan and the ranking uh, Democrat had these words. Yeah. I'm just saying in past history. Okay, okay. We'll, Let's we'll give, just we'll watch give you, the time for all the witnesses. And then. if you want to cut him off and censor him some more, you're welcome to do it. Oh, that's not my job. That's that's your job. Why don't you threaten the witness so that they can Mr. not want God, what a catty woman. What a biatch, man. Could you imagine? <laughs> Gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about being near her. Oh, my goodness. And, 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 the, and it continued. And, and so... One of the things, and we're going to get into a little bit more content of the hearing, but I did want to cover the free speech aspect of it, particularly because it's something I've harped on over and over again. And they like to use the argument, and she's that same. She's going to use the same argument about uh, referring to the Supreme Court when inside of a ruling, it wasn't what the ruling was about. It was there was a sentence, and in, in, in short, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. The actual, I've done complete shows on it, and I will do complete shows on it again because it's a topic I'm extremely passionate about. You can, in fact, yell fire in a crowded theater. That's a complete lie. Every time it's brought up as a reason for censorship, for a reason that people can't have free speech, for a reason that people can't say what they want, it's a lie. The Supreme Court never ruled on that. There is no law. There's only one law, and that's the First Amendment of the United States, and it's first for a reason. It's first for a reason. Because without free speech, we don't have a republic. Without free speech, the United States ceases to exist as a free nation, period. And that's why this censorship of information that's altered elections now, we know the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop, the suppression of the Biden crime family, the suppression of the bribes that they took from several foreign countries, not just China, not just Ukraine, also Romania, and a couple of others, they suppressed that information and prevented law enforcement from pursuing it for the express purpose of altering the outcome of the 2020 election. That's why you can't have censorship or free speech because, first of all, the government, you see what they did. They controlled the information by saying it was false. They got a letter signed by 50 former intelligence agents saying that, that the Hunter Biden laptop had all the earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign, but they left themselves out. They didn't say flat out it was, but that was the implication. And they, <laughs> Brandon took that letter and waved it around everywhere he could that, and, and then went on and say, I don't know anything about my son's or my brother's businesses. Said it multiple times. That's not true. 
The laptop turned out to be real. They knew it was real the whole time. You see, the FBI had it for over a year. They knew it was real. But they knew if that information got out, it would hurt Joe Biden's chance of winning, that they wouldn't be able to cheat enough to get him over the top. So they rigged the election to begin with. This is despot third world bullshit. When you have the party, a party that's rigging elections, when you have law enforcement agencies that are conspiring and are complicit in rigging elections, we can't trust our election process, can we now? And now they just do it right in your face. They don't even care. It's all in public now. And they, they still don't care because they think you're stupid and they think they can do whatever the hell they want and that they will never be held accountable. Byron Donalds, love this guy. Check it out. Transcript, page 17. What it, what it says is, is that you are investigating a social media company and through the process of that investigation, you found out that Hunter Biden was paying prostitutes, was paying potentially four prostitutes in a potential prostitution ring. Is that correct? That is correct. And there's no maybe about it. Hunter Biden was deducting from his taxes, from his tax, he's deducting payments he made to escorts and to sex clubs, sex club memberships. I mean, that guy has a serious problems, not just one. Where do you think that problem stemmed from, man? The big guy? I mean, I imagine Hunter's childhood was not was not exactly uh, was not exactly innocent. Just like Biden's daughter, what a pervert man! He goes shower with his teenage daughter. God, what a effed up family. Pedo Joe, man, there's a reason why he sniffs little girls and why he's called a pedophile. And then the ranking member of the committee had this to say. Check it out. This is not the kind of free speech that I know of. The free speech that is protected by the Constitution's First Amendment. But free speech is not an absolute. The Supreme Court yes, it is. has stated that. Uh, and others' free speech... That is allowed. Let me go back. Let me go back there. uh, And the Supreme Court has stated that. Uh, And others' free speech. Sorry about that. That is allowed. Let me go back. Hateful, abusive rhetoric does not speech that is protected by the Constitution's First Amendment. But free speech is not an absolute. The Supreme Court has stated that. Uh, And others' free speech that is allowed. Hateful, abusive rhetoric does not need to be promoted in the halls of the people's house. The Supreme Court has never once made a ruling or stated that free speech was not absolute. In fact, just the opposite by many justices over the years. But what they're falling back on there, what they always fall back on, these commies, these people who want censorship and the only information they want to get out is their information. That's why they love censorship so more. If they lose censorship, they lose, period. If they can't control the media, if they can't control the information that gets out there, which is harder and harder to do, they had it when they had a, when they had a monopoly on the social media companies to control the information that went out, but now they don't with Musk buying out Twitter. And there's so many other platforms now, and people are waking up. People are starting to wake up. If the Democrats can't control what information gets out, 
See, it's not for them to decide what's safe. It's not for them to decide what's misinformation or disinformation. It's none of their freaking business. I'm an adult person. I'll decide what the hell I think is true and what I believe and what I don't, okay? The American people are not stupid. You sit up there in your palaces, in your, in your, on your diocese, and make all these proclamations and speeches and bullshit about how, oh, it's misinformation, therefore we need to censor it. Fuck you. Piss off. Because that is the end of our republic once we go down that road. And we're on it right now. We're on that tipping point. That's why the 2024 election is so critical. Because we're on that tipping point. They're already censoring information. They've been shaping, you know, spinning things. That's one thing. But flat out censoring and suppressing information so that the American people can't make their own choices. Joe Biden would not be president if they would have allowed the laptop story to continue. 17% of the people who voted for Biden say they would not have had they known at the time that the laptop was real. And Trump would have won in a landslide. And they knew it. That's why it was so important that they suppressed that and why they broke so many laws and trampled and shredded our Constitution to save their own asses. Their thirst for power and control is absolute. And so is free speech. You can yell fire in a crowded theater if there is, in fact, a fire. All right? And, um, and again, it's not up to them to decide what we get to know. I don't want to live in that country. Do you? I can't even believe the number of the useful idiots that are out there, the people who voted for these guys, that, yes, I want that. We need, we need the government to control dangerous information. It's only the dangerous information that's coming from conservatives. Half the country... Yeah, as long as it's all against them and we can make them shut up. But going back to the beginning of the show, once they get us muzzled and get us all put into camps, because they would put us in camps if they could. They would have during COVID. Once they get us to shut up and all that's left are their useful idiots, you know who's next, right? Because the machine needs to keep eating. And the Democrats are cannibals. Part of the hearing was great. Democrats are furious with MTG because she showed a blurred out pics from Hunter's laptop, you know, with his junk and doing cocaine and um, looks like uh, a prostitute there holding his member. Um, these pictures were blacked out. She didn't, she didn't show the whole graphic sordid details of them. And it's not about Hunter's junk. Before you liberals get on that, we're not fascinated with Hunter's junk. We're fascinated with the fact that the information was suppressed. But uh, she needs to understand that Democrats don't believe porn should be everywhere, Charlie Kirk said, just inappropriate places like elementary school libraries. So don't show porn on Congress floor. They made her put that away. But we want it, and we want elementary school kids to go to drag shows, to go to, to the pride parades where there's actually no gay people. It's just a bunch of trans freaks, mentally ill people. Yeah, and then the books that they're learning from. Start teaching them sex ed in preschool and kindergarten. Yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> Matt, 
Comer's doing a great job, man. Check this out. So I, I started off the show in the opening talking about all the money that the Bidens have received from overseas. Over $17 million, by the way, in a four-year period. And what's funny is they have no, they have no product. They have no uh, businesses. Well, they have lots of businesses, shell companies, and name only LLCs that are set up that money flows through from foreign entities and foreign governments. But they sell no product. They sell no service. So what are they getting the money for? Don't be, don't, I mean, we're not dumb, right? Connect the dots. Obviously, it's for the influence that Biden can have. He's bought and paid for our president is compromised and as a result, our country is compromised. Transcript. How much money did Hunter Biden and his associates receive from the Romanian company you identified? So that amount would be uh, from Romania. So the approximate total transfers from the Romania company would have been 3.1 million to everyone. 3.1 million. How much did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from State Energy HK Limited through the Robinson Walker LLC? So total transfers from State Energy HK to Rob Walker was 3 million. 3 million. Was there a $100,000 payment from CEFC Infrastructure to Owasco PC, Hunter Biden's professional corporation? Uh, yes, Chairman. Approximately how much was transferred to Hunter Biden and his business associates through Hudson West 3? So the total transfers from Hudson West 3 to everyone was 3.7 million. 3.7 million. How much money did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from the Ukrainian company Burisma? Uh, Burisma paid to everyone involved 6.5 million. 6.5 million. Burisma also paid Blue Star Strategies and a law firm hundreds of thousands of dollars, bringing the total Barisma payments to over $7 million. Is, is that correct? That is correct, $7.3 million. Wow. And when you add all those numbers up, it comes to $17 million that the Biden crime family raked in, selling, you know, they want to, uh, they're, always, they're always projecting. Whatever they're blaming others or accusing others of doing is what they have either already done or are currently doing or plan to do. All right? They want to convict Trump of you know, being a traitor to this company, country, basically, right? He had top-secret documents. He was, this is what they want you to believe. He had top-secret documents. He illegally took them from the White House. He intentionally hid them in Mar-a-Lago when he was asked to turn them over, and he intended to sell them or provide them to our to foreign countries as a trader. That's what they want you to believe. That's what they're trying to sell. The real trader is the Biden crime family. They're selling influence and have been for years when he was, when, when Sleepy Joe was vice president. And then when he was off as well, they capitalized. And then it's, it really kicked up as he, they started to make the presidential run. Slimy, slimy, slimy. He is a traitor to this country. He belongs in jail. Anybody belongs in prison and convicted of treason? It's Joe Biden. They should haul him his ass off right now. And the liberals who just can't even, they can't even open up their mind enough to, to look at that information. Unlike the bullshit Russia 
impeachment, the collusion BS, which was proven to not be true. Some of them still think it's true, even though it's been proven not to be true. Some of them still think the Ukrainian phone call was true. Every single thing they've accused Trump of has been proven false. But these knuckleheads, (laughs) man, they're dumb. They are dumb, 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 capital D-U-M-B. I can even spell it. So this is a, here's the wrap up. Uh, IRS whistleblower, Mr. Ziegler, just confirmed that between 2014 and 2019, in just five years, the Biden family received approximately 17 million from Romania, China, and other foreign countries. What were the Bidens selling? They've got nothing to sell other than influence and access to the Biden network. That's it. I mean, say what you want about the Biden crime family and about uh, Biden personally and whatnot. He is a powerful political player and ha- he's, been, he's been in the game his entire life, okay? He was a powerful senator. God knows how he got there. Well, lying. He lied as somehow the guy got away with lying and sniffing little girls for all these years and continued to get reelected. And eventually became president of the United States, although we all know that he's not a legitimate president. That's right. I'm calling the elections into uh, question. And I do not think that Joe Biden is a legitimate president. It's called free speech. I have the right to say that. Just like the J6 protesters had the right to express their frustration. Other than the ones that got violent and vandalized. That was over the top. But a lot of people were frustrated, man. Still are. That segment of the show went a lot longer than I thought it was going to. I didn't think I'd spend that much time on the on the hearings, the censorship hearings and whatnot, but I did. And um, so it is what it is. We'll see how much more material I get through. What I do want to uh, cover is I kind of want to do an update on Sound of Freedom. That is the movie about sex trafficking that has gone. It's the movie of the year. It's it's projected to go over $100 million. In, in, it costs 14, I think, I've heard, well, I've heard, 12, I've heard 14, but somewhere in that range to make the movie. Super low budget production, but the acting was great. The production was really good. It's a well-made film. It's not some, it's not what you would expect from a low budget um, drama documentary like that. And it's pretty tough to get, you know, the, the first 20 minutes, man, it hits you hard. And then it gets into a nice kind of a uh, action drama type of film. So it's entertaining as well as informative. It was very well made. And the box office sales are showing that even though they try to stop people from seeing it, even though a lot of the theaters, including the one I saw it in, oh, the AC was mysteriously not working just in that theater. Just, you know, there's like 12 theaters in the in the, in the the complex. And just that one that's showing Sound of Freedom, there's no AC in. Yeah, right. Ay, ay, ay. But um, anyway, Trump had a at new bed minister. He had a private screening for uh, invitation only guests, obviously, uh, last night. And it's so cool because there he is, right up front and center. And one of the things I, that my wife pointed out that is interesting in this photo is that notice where he is. He's by himself. To his left, there's a few people next to each other. Then it looks like maybe a, a walk aisle and then the other people on the other side are next to each other too. Trump is by himself. Basobic said, President Trump sits front row center watching Sound of Freedom. Jim Caviezel on one side, Tim Ballard on the other. He hasn't moved an inch since the film began. A lot of people don't know about President Trump and I talked about it earlier in the week or late last. 
was that he put $420 million, I believe that's the number, I'd have to double check that number, I believe it was $420 million that he committed toward combating sex trafficking, particularly of children and the recovery of children. He also dedicated military, military resources to go after these people and to recover children, not just in the United States, but around the world where we happen to have presence. He believes strongly in this. He never showered with his daughter, okay? He, um, he's a good man, and we need him back in the White House to help make a difference and help save this country. Because, so folks, we are, on, we are on a slippery, slippery slope. And how does the media talk about his showing of, of the film? Trump hosts screening of Sound of Freedom, a hit with QAnon devotees. Stop with the QAnon. Good grief, man. That is so yesterday's news. It was nothing to begin with, and it's even more nothing now. It's nothing. I don't know a single person who says, oh, I believe in QAnon. Good grief, man. Ex-president holds... Holds golf club screening of child sex trafficking film with Steve Bannon, Carrie Lake, and Jack Posobiec in attendance. So what? Yes, it's news, but QAnon? These people, man, they lie, lie, lie. I'm going to show you a bunch of lies here if I have enough time in today's show. But at the uh, so Jim Caviezel went on Fox and Friends and Kilmeade. Oh my, you know, prepare for your show. Know your guests, know your audience. I don't not like him. You know, I think he is, he's okay-ish. He's okay on the gut field when he comes in as a guest on there. Um, but <laughs> these people just mail it in. It, 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 it makes me sick. It's pathetic that he's sitting there making millions of dollars. I do more homework in one show of this probably for my little podcast that has, you know, viewers in the hundreds than he does making millions of dollars probably in a week. Although he has a makeup artist and stuff to powder his face, I'm sure, so it doesn't get all shiny like mine does sometimes. It's a little warm up here in, in the Northwest nowadays. We're getting our summer right now. But uh, check this out. Check, this, check out this exchange. It's like... He had no idea that they were at New Bedminster, and he's baffled. We have to do a lot more, and we got to start with Donald Trump. What do you mean? Well, he's got to be in there because he's going to go after the traffickers. Do you think he? Would, do you think he understands that? We were with him last night. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, so he's going to be. I didn't know that. Do something. I didn't know that. Oh, he wasn't. He's going last night. This is the new Moses. I mean, I'm still Jesus, but he's the new Moses. (laughs) (laughs) Pharaoh, let my children go free. All right. I did not know that was an impressive screening at Bedminster, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Eduardo, Jim Caviezel, great to see you again. Yeah. Congratulations on all your success. I can't say I'm surprised, <laughs> but I know how intense you are. And good job. This is the people's movie. God bless you. Absolutely. Meanwhile, uh, Thanks, watch Sounds of Freedom in theaters and pay it forward by buying movie tickets for those that can't afford them at angel.com. Kill me. You're a good guy. You know, I'm sure. But man, that was an epic fail. You and your producer, production staff, whoever helps you do your show prep, they didn't brief you on the fact that there was a screening of sound of the people you're interviewing. They were, (laughs) 
They didn't tell you that there was a screening at New <laughs> Bedminster just last night and that they were there? Your guests that you have on your show? <laughs> that was horrible. Epic fail, epic fail. Anyway, um, Tim Ballard, the real guy who, the real life Tim Ballard here, um, he brings up some more information about how, and it's not just sex trafficking that's going on, human trafficking in general, body parts, organs, for research and for you know rich people who can afford to just buy body parts for transplants. This stuff is going on. And you know where it's going on a lot? It's going on in Ukraine. As we pump hundreds of billions of dollars into the war effort in Ukraine, there are massive children being taken, harvested, they call it, for sex trafficking. The Biden administration knows this. And you know where they go? You know where the, a lot of them go? Mexico. The children that they take. And you know where they go after that? That's right, the United States. The, this is why I say the Biden administration is complicit. The Biden administration may as well just be sex traffickers themselves. In fact... Hunter Biden was involved in the sex trafficking industry for years. And maybe he still is. This is what Tim Ballard had to say. If human trafficking is $150 billion a year business, people often ask, well, how do you get that many children into that kind of a market? And the answer is, it's, it's what they call harvest time. Harvest time for traffickers is... In the, in the wake of a serious catastrophe, like an earthquake or a hurricane, or in this case, a war. Or a war. Because you have, you have, you have how many hundreds of Ukrainian children crying over the dead bodies of their family, right. no one to take care of them, and a nice van sh shows up with blankets and food, they're gonna get in. And so we tapped into an organization, a criminal organization while we were in Ukraine. This was a pedophile group. They had set up a, a political party there it's, it's called the PNVD. They reared their ugly heads during the Ukraine war because they're trying to get kids. Now they're hiding in Mexico. They're hiding in Latin America. So anyway, we end up filming the so entire thing. So you basically, thing. just real quick on that, you've got rat lines basically that are sourcing in Ukraine, but then they're actually running the operation down in Mexico. Correct. Correct. So go see Sound of Freedom. You know, you want to see some sickness, you want to see some depravity? Um, I hit I hit twenty five thousand followers on Facebook recently, just yesterday, I think. Kind of a milestone, uh, a little less than a year, um, and I'm proud of that. I'm happy about that. Thank you, everybody who follows me there. My Twitter account got nuked, so I had to start all over there. But that's getting back on track now as well. But um, Go to my Facebook page if you're on Facebook. If you do that, it's The Nun Report, at The Nun Report. You could find me on Facebook. Uh, follow the page if you want. That'd be great. But um, go to some of my posts on Sound of Freedom and then read the comments from the freaks on the left, the ones who defend child sex trafficking, the ones who deflect onto all kinds of different things. Hundreds and hundreds of comments on anything. My views on those on those posts are great and the and the videos I've done, the shows I've done have had large viewership. But when you read the comments that people make, you, you know, they're kind of outing themselves, right? Why are you defending child sex trafficking? You don't believe you don't believe it's happening? You don't believe this is real? You don't believe this film depicts the truth? Because it does. 
and the statistics say so, including government statistics. And they're just so, they're so filled with hate for anybody who thinks differently than they do, that even if we, if something is presented from the right or from the religious uh, factions, they will dismiss it and bash it simply because their hearts are so full of hate. Pray for them. Pray for them once in a while. I do. Because they need salvation. And if they've got demons inside them, they need to be excised. All right, we're going to get to the to the weird part of the show. And this is an extended weird part. We do truth, freedom, and weirdness here on The Nun Report. And we're going to get to the weird part uh, here. And it's, it's, it's an extended weird part because I just, honestly, I couldn't make up my mind. This is a clip from The View. And they are talking about, um, well, you just check it out. And unfortunately, this became the number one song on U.S. iTunes. We have a problem in this country about race, and the biggest problem is we refuse to admit that it exists. Well, don't you think no, that a lot, the of the, a lot of this big that's city, it, small yeah. town businesses racist is about race? The cities have yes, more black people it. than the small well, towns. Of course and it, you know- hmm. I get paid millions of dollars to go on TV and be a bitch. <laughs> All right, that's that's about Jason Aldean's song, which has gotten some press here lately. He has a song called uh, Try That in a Small Town, and what it is basically is it has a... The, the, the lyrics are great. Not once does it mention BLM or Antifa in the lyrics. The imagery behind it is a lot of the 2020 riots, which were, you know, kind of three years ago. Right now, there were cities being burnt and stores being looted across America in the name so-called justice for George Floyd, um, when really it was just a bunch of thugs doing what thugs do. And so they're talking about it's sad that this song got to number one and racism is a real thing. And then Joy Reid, God, she, she is dumb, dumb. Or not Joy Reid, she's... <sighs> slips in my mind. See, I'm getting old. Anyway, tries to point out that, well, you know, he's from a small town, you know, and that's kind of, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, he's from Macomb. Guess what the population of Macomb is? It's 54. They're trying to say he's racist because of that, because of the song and video that he did. black and 39% white, his hometown. The song is about how these riots, this sort of thing, yeah, go try that in a small town. That's why you didn't see Antifa and BLM going into the rural areas. You didn't see them going out in the sticks. You didn't see them coming out to places like where I live because that that shit would never fly. They would have got stopped one way or another. And... um, and so they didn't come out here. And that, that's all he was saying. You know, go ahead and try that in a small town. It's, it's interesting that uh, you, <laughs> the view. Um, I'm going to do one more here. Anyway, that's enough. That was, that was kind of a weird thing there. And then here's Biden. And I've, dude, <sighs> chicks, everybody, I, dude is generic, okay? It's like mankind, dude kind or whatever. The, uh, this guy, I have, I'm building a, a, a montage, a super clip, if you will, of all the times that Biden doesn't know which direction to go when he's done speaking. They tell him beforehand, when you're done speaking, he's probably got a cue card right in front of him that says, exit stage right, exit stage left. 
one or the other. They might even have arrows for him. You got to, and even if he, they didn't tell him a single thing, he's got a 50-50 chance, right? You can only go one way or the other. Well, he, uh, he just has a knack of always going the wrong direction and not knowing where the hell he's supposed to be next. Not that way, Mr. Magoo. There you go. Good job, Joey. There's no stairs on the other side of the stage. There's nothing. He came on from the same side that he had to go off of. It was a, you know, a temporary stage that was set up. It's got stairs on the one side. And he's like, Your commander in chief, man. And then I made this. This was funny. I saw this tweet um, Ashley St. Clair made. So <laughs> David Hogg, you know, he's pictured with that dude from the, the the Senate down there or the Congress that got kicked out and then came back in. Anyway, he gets a picture with him and David Hogg tweets, the generation that is going to break the gun lobby. Ashley St. Clair said, neither of you look like you could break the seal on a pickle jar. And I added this music to it. David Hogg is such a Remember that song? <laughs> I remember that song from my youth. <laughs> that might have been one of the first records I owned. How pathetic is that? And that tells you that tells you my age, right? Uh, fortunately, I learned about rock and roll not long after that, and the disco went out the window along with all the all of that sort of thing. And then Kamala took the stage, and the first thing she does is this. Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> oh. oh, I am so. She steps to the podium, and the first thing she does is start cackling. It's unbelievable. But the winner today for today's weird section was this. And this is Mitt Romney, your favorite rhino and mine, the guy who really should just switch parties. He really just should because uh, – but I don't know what he's doing here, if he's trying to be funny, if he's being serious, if he really likes to have hot dogs between his buns or what he's trying to say here. But check this. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's even if you have, it's worth another watch. It's just – and it's – this if the weirdness part of the show, if there was a definition for truth, freedom, and then the weirdness, this would be the definition. Well, as you all know, today is National Hot Dog Day, and uh, perhaps you also know that hot dog is my favorite meat. I love hot dogs. Uh, I love them in buns. I love them outside of buns. I love them with baked beans. I just like hot dogs. It's the best you know best meat there is, without question. So to all of you who, like me, are celebrating uh, National Hot Dog Day, uh, congratulations to you, and may there be many, many more hot dogs served in our wonderful land. Best meat there is. Okay, brother, you you go ahead and have your, your scraps off the floor pressed into a nice round uh, sausage there, and, and I'm going to stick with my filet or my New York, all right? Maybe a ribeye. Although those are kind of fatty. I try to stay healthy. Ribeyes are pretty fatty, but oh man, that stuff's tasty when it melts in your mouth. Joe Biden was out doing his thing again. <sighs> I'm just going to show a few clips and comment because we're running out of time, but check it. Today, we announced the first ever offshore wind 
sail in the Gulf of Mexico. We're going to the Gulf. Think I'm kidding. <laughs> Ain't seen nothing yet. Ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Think I'm kidding. We're selling wind. We're selling something that's free that blows around. They're selling rights for companies to go out there and build windmills in the Gulf of Mexico. They're, they won't sell oil leases, but they'll go ahead and sell. You know, th these things are so destructive. They love them. They've got them on the East Coast. Uh, we've got them here on the West Coast, but they're not in the water. They're they're on land, and they, they just destroy the landscape. They kill all kinds of birds, especially birds of prey, including our national bird, the bald eagle. They, in, they're horrible for sea life when you put them out there because the vibration that these things generate by spinning goes down in the water. It, it, it ruins habitats for sea life. It's proven. It kills some whales. It, it, it messes up their ability to have, you know, their radar and stuff. It, it messes up their ability to communicate. And they're all for it. This is not clean energy people. And it's not good for earth. It's bad for earth. And then we got to get rid of all the blades someday. You know, we're, oh, by the way, this stuff is all originally made in China, shipped over here, and then we put it out in the ocean. But what a scam, man. What a scam for the government. How cool for them, man, right? They can sell all these new leases. That's all it is, man. It's about money. And this money's just coming in. We're going to auction off all these leases so you guys can go build wind farms out in the Gulf. And as Joe Biden says, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> we're going to take in so much money. Because that's all they really care about. So uh, we're running out of time here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop just a couple more things here for you, just to show how they lie. We um, have a plan that's turning things around pretty quickly. Bidenomics is just another way of saying restore the American dream. Bidenomics is another way of saying destroy, it should be, destroy the American dream, not restore the American dream. Since Biden took off, his prices are up 16.6%. Some things even higher than that. I know you see your grocery bill has gone up. Real wages are down 3%. Gas costs over a dollar a gallon more than when he took office. Debt has skyrocketed and Americans have lost $10,000 or more paying for the increased cost of living. You see, real wages have gone down. They're still down year over year. They've been down uh, 23 months in a row now. 23 months in a row. Ever since Biden took office. So it, it's, or 24, yeah. I've, I try to keep track of that. I'm going to have to look that up now and have it on tomorrow's show. Then he had this. At the same time, pay for low-wage low workers has gone up at a faster pace in over two decades. Lie. Wages are growing faster than inflation. own government offices, statistics, people's wages when adjusted for cost of living, inflation, caused by inflation, is less. It's gone down year over year now for 23, four months. People are not making more money. They're making less. And anybody with half a brain cell can, they know it. We pay bills. The people living under the freeway, the homeless people and the encampments all over, making cities look like shit. They don't know. But all of us who pay our rent and pay our mortgages and pay our car payments and fill the gas tanks and buy groceries. Oh yeah. Yeah, we know. We know that we're having a harder time getting by even if we're making more money in our paychecks. But they lie unabashedly. They lie 
because they don't get called out on it. The mainstream media doesn't hold them accountable and they still have their useful idiots that follow their marching orders and convince more useful idiots to vote for them every election cycle. It's amazing. It's like how they've controlled the black vote for so long. They haven't done a damn thing for black America. Which kind of brings me to another spot of weirdness that I'm going to close with. Check this out. Would you give up your college spot for a person of color? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Should a white person voluntarily give up their college spot for you? <laughs> Skin color isn't a matter to begin with. No. No. The logic behind affirmative action is, is that it brings other people's experiences to the college. It has to do with race. Whoever student is the best student should get the application. You know, they should get accepted. The thing with affirmative action is, number one, it is to, we, we need diversity in everywhere we are. What should colleges look for <laughs> accepting new college students? They should probably start with their education first because they need an extension of the education. So your color don't tell you if you smart, stupid, dumb. That don't have nothing to do with nothing. Average white person now has more opportunities to get better grades and to get in college than uh, people of other races and backgrounds. Why do you think uh, colleges should not take race into consideration? Because it's not relevant. Why would you? Because how are you getting to college? You need grades, right? Mm -hmm. So look at the grades. Don't worry about anything else but the grades. It's fixing 400 years of injustice to some extent. Maybe we should do something where you kind of take the names up of all applications and you kind of just leave it to the merits and also the extracurriculars, um, their essays, just the normal stuff that you're supposed to look at. Yeah, your merits, like what are your grades? What are your extracurriculars? That goes on for over six minutes and a lot more people. I might, I'm going to throw that up on my site. It's also on Daily Caller, has it up on their site. It's on YouTube as well. So that's where I ripped it from. Uh, if the... Uh, Notice, but I showed that. Notice how it's only white liberal people who are for affirmative action. Notice how people of color are like, no, man, it should be on the merits. How insulting to try to tell an entire race of people that the only way you're going to get ahead is if we give you a special advantage. What an insult. You are so poor and so stupid and so backwards that the only way you're going to get a higher education is if we allow you a special path that nobody else has. I'd be pretty insulted. And it sounded to me, if you watch that whole video, I'll, I'll drop it on my Facebooks and, uh, and on my Rumble. And you can watch the whole thing if you want. It's, uh, it's interesting. Anyway, hey, I got to run. I got to get out of here. I got some stuff to do. I got some dogs to play with. And, oh, but first I have to do the edit on this show and upload it. And that's a whole nother story. Anyway, hey, if you've just been listening on renegaderadio.com or any of the podcast channels, make sure to go to rumble.com slash the nun report. You can watch all the videos and all the receipts and different things that I put up here, as well as my cool background here in my studio. And, but don't go to TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. Man, I fuck, <laughs> man. Uh, my mind is already out the door. <laughs> Don't go to TikTok, but I'm on all the I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report, or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You can catch me right there and link into everything right there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching, and as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. 